0: waking up and realizing that like everything you do everything in your life is now an active choice on your part you're not held to it by parents or school
1: reality is when
0: you're here to visit
1: versus here to live it's a very different place and i think when you're a kid in a big city there's a lot of awe and wonder that comes along with it and when you come as an adult there's a lot of harsh reality and truth that you face because you're older and you know what's going on around you that you kind of have to learn how to deal with Welcome to BTW by Emily. I am your host, Emily, and I am the founder and creator of Health and Body, a science-backed wellness and lifestyle brand focused on helping you sharpen your life toolbox. Today, we are in my studio, aka my studio apartment in New York City. More importantly, more than this founder and creator, I am a 22-year-old girl. Actually, I am not 22. I am 23. 23 23-year-old girl. Um, who moved to New York a year ago after graduating from college and navigating post-grad life is hard. Everyone talks about graduating and when you're in college you get all the hype up of your four years in college and what life looks like after, yes, figuring out your next steps, getting a job, getting your master's whatever it is you choose to do after you graduate but no one prepares you for the brick wall that hits you that is called life. I think some of my older friends did try to shed a light on how confusing but rewarding of a time post-grad life is. Some people are getting married. Some people aren't still in school or go back to school. Some people are working their dream jobs and some people are just in between trying to figure out what the hell they want to do with their life. And as amazing and as rewarding as it is, we're not here to gatekeep. So we're going to tell you all about the biggest lessons and the hardest realities that we learned. Because by the way, post-grad life is way harder than it looks. (laughs) Today, I'm joined by my two best friends, Olivia and Hillary. To give a little background, my best friend Olivia is 25 years old. After graduating from school, she moved to Australia and was living her life out there. Then COVID happened. She came back, stayed with her parents for a little bit, then got hired for a job in Arizona, did that for a year, then is now kind of transitioning back. She is moving to New York next month. I am super, super excited about that. And my best friend Hillary went to Boston in college and moved to Boston for college and then moved back home for a little bit after school and recently moved to New York probably six months after we graduated and now lives a block from me here in New York City. So we have had a lot of fun navigating post-grad life together. Thank God she is here. She is my sanity. But guys, I think the first way to start this off, we should probably start off on a high note, is the best lessons that we've learned so far in post-grad. And A big one for me is that everyone is on their own timeline. And that is something that I had personal experience coming to face this year because I am going to Columbia for graduate school and when I got to my program it's supposed to be a two-year program and I was drowning actually drowning in work and feeling like I imposter syndrome that I shouldn't be there and also just not feeling like I was grasping the information at hand and then also going through a lot of mental health stuff because I would transition to moving to a big city and out of my home area I moved out of Florida for the first time and came to New York experiencing a very very different city seasons for the first time Mm -hmm. as crazy as that is and just going through a lot mentally so I had to make the decision of whether I wanted to switch to a three-year program and delay myself a year or if I wanted to stay on track with my friends and with my cohort and do the two-year thing. And I ended up switching to three years, which was hard for me at first. It was hard for my parents to accept. They were like, what do you, why can't you do it? Like, what do you mean you're switching? And that was something that I had to kind of come to terms with and kind of say that this is what's best for myself and standing up for what was best for myself. And I know that you guys have had similar experiences and needing to stand your ground in believing what is best for you and doing what is best for you. So, yeah,
0: Um, I think for me, well, also just like a quick note on what you said, I think it ended up being like a really good thing for you because now you've had more time to focus on health and body and like you would have lost so much, I think, momentum if you were would have stayed with the two year program.
2: Well, like, I remember watch. I remember coming to visit you before I moved here, and I could see you drowning in your schoolwork. And I remember the whole weekend she would be running to do work whenever we weren't doing something because she had so much
1: mm-hmm. to do. And I, I wasn't living a life of like enjoying New York, which also was something that I had to come to terms with too. Because I really, I don't, I'm not someone that thinks I will stay here after I finish school. I, I, the city was a really big wake up call for me, and realizing that what I thought I wanted my whole life is actually not what I want at all. And not to say that I don't love this place now, but it took almost a year of me living here to actually fall in love
0: with being in this
1: city. Mm. It's a tough Um, city.
0: Like, I've... So many friends who've moved here, they're like, your first year is tough. And it's it's tough for everyone. I'll
1: never forget you saying to me last year when I got in, when I came to visit you, and you were like, your first year is going to be tough. And I was like... (laughs) What's this bitch talking about? Like, what does she mean? Like, I've lived in my a city my whole life, first of all, um, because I'm, I am from Miami. And second of all, like, I've always wanted to move to New York. I've wanted to move here since I was 10 years old and I would come visit my family and come to the city by myself in middle and high school and just explore. I fell in love with this place then but the reality is when you're here to visit versus here to live it's a very different place and I think when you're a kid in a big city there's a lot of awe and wonder that comes along with it and when you come as an adult there's a lot of harsh reality and truth that you face because you're older and you know what's going on around you that you kind of have to learn how to deal with.
2: Well, and you also don't realize how expensive it is to live in New yeah, York City until like you're an adult paying your rent, bills, and buying $20 drinks at bars every weekend.
1: Not, e- not even something as simple as that. Just going to Dwayne Reed and everything being overpriced and way more expensive than it would be yeah. in Florida oh, or even go to on Dwayne Amazon. tampons
2: and spend $60 like, trying to buy a supply of them. You know? I
1: bought three LED light packs for $60. The weekend I moved in here, and that was the biggest shock to me of all I was like I can get this for $15 on Amazon like what is this but I think that in making those decisions for yourself yes it was the best decision ever for me I've, I've gotten to get so much more out of my school experience now feeling like when I am learning and also being able to apply but also being able to have fun experiences and travel and do those things and I had my family who does support me in taking that extra time for myself Um, It has also allowed me to work on myself a lot mentally. But I'm very curious for you guys how it kind of felt when you moved back in with your parents after having such a long experience of being alone and like being independent. And I know that live like for you specifically, it's happened at two different points versus like Hillary it just happened right after school. And yeah, I'm very curious to see about that because that's something I always refuse to do. Like the moment I graduated high school, I moved out like the day after graduation, I don't know if Hillary, you remember, like moved back to Miami and left. Um, and I don't think, I think the most time I've spent at home since then is maybe like two weeks or a month, actually.
2: I think for me, post-college, I I talked to my parents a lot about this because I told them, I was like, I have that weird notion in my head. It's not that I actually think it, but I think growing up, there was a big stigma. People used to always put around people who lived with their parents, like post any point in your adult life, college, past 18, whatever it is. Um, So I definitely had that in the back of my head when I had to go home because I had plans to move not to New York. I had two different places I was supposed to move before New York and both had to change due to unforeseen circumstances. But it was really hard because when I went home after college, I had no clue where I was going. I didn't know. I didn't have a job yet. I knew I had to – I got a nursing degree, so I knew I had to take my licensing exam – And it was really difficult because once I got home, I actually got really sick with stomach issues. And I spent six months, I spent the six months home going to doctors and dealing with that until I finally was like, okay, mom and dad, I love you to death, but I need my freedom again. Because it was really hard going from college, having a car and not having anyone like watching you and being able to do whatever you want to going back, living at home and especially during COVID, when there was nothing to do, I was stuck at home all the time. And I'd be like, okay, mom, I don't want to go do this. They'd be like, okay, well, where are you going? Like, there's mm-hmm. COVID. We don't want you getting sick. Like, because also, you know, they were high risk. They're in their 60s. Yeah. I had to be careful. And so it was really difficult. Well, you'd,
0: you'd make different decisions. I remember that was the most frustrating thing for me. I had been so independent. I moved to Miami for school and... Moved to, to a different country after school, and like I'm a very independent person. I've been, you know, I've been working since I was 14, and I just like being in charge of my own shit. <laughs> and also, like in Australia, like with the time difference, like you couldn't just like call your mom in the middle of the day or like you're having a bad day at working, like you know, like it was, I was really on my own a lot, but I was supposed to be in Australia for like years. Like that was, I was like, this is it. I was building a life that I loved. And then so not only like having that just like ripped away from you, but also like in COVID, like everything was so unsure, you know, I was like, am I going to go back or can I even get back in? And then at a certain point, it was like my visa ran out and like Australia still is like not really letting people in. Um, So as much as I wanted to like follow through with that dream that I went out and grabbed and made and built for myself Mm -hmm. once I realized that wasn't a possibility I had to then kind of like switch gears so I'm dealing with all of that also while being at home my brother's home too because of COVID yeah it was like the first time we had all been in the same house since high school and it was really really hard um especially when you can't Even, like, there's nowhere to
1: go. You are in the house all the time. It wasn't like anyone was going anywhere at this point.
0: And I just, like, I, all of my friends in Sydney, they all stayed. Like, there was no one else who was, like, experiencing the same thing as me, or at least Mm -hmm. a lot of people had to, like, move home and stuff like that. But it was all of my other expat (laughs) friends, like, stayed in Sydney. What's expat? Can you tell them? Like, when you're an American, and you move to another country. (laughs) an (laughs) expatriate um so yeah so it was also really tough like talking them they're like they're still there they're doing it just really stunk and then I think with my parents just huge adjustments little things like eating schedules and groceries and I'm like I can't like if I'm not hungry I'm not gonna come down and eat dinner with you guys like I'm a adult I'm 24 fucking years old like yeah and how did you work through that it took a long time and I actually like, talked to my therapist a lot about it, but like little stuff like that. I eventually had to set a boundary with them and just be like, "Listen, it's nothing against you. It doesn't mean that I don't want to have dinner with you guys. I'm happy to do it if you want. Maybe we can like pick a day and schedule it, but I can't be on your timeline. Like I have to be on mine, like I 100%. It's just an independence thing. I think it's a respect thing, too."
1: Yeah, and I think that it's really hard because a harsh reality of post grad is that your parents are still gonna want to try to control you, even if you're an adult. Especially when you're in their household and yeah. in their environment. Yeah, well, I don't,
0: I don't think, and my parents and I have talked like at length about this subject, and they're like, it's not. We don't enjoy imposing rules on you. We yeah. don't enjoy the like tension that this situation brings up. It's not like fun for us either. But it's hard because a like we're falling into like the same roles that you're also trying to avoid falling into the most recent that we were all together in this situation was when you were five years younger and it was different so like we've not as a family faced this situation together where we have like two grown adults in our household but also at the same time it's like we can't help but look at you as our kids yeah and honestly a lot of it I worked through with a therapist and it was really helpful of Having just kind of an unbiased person being like, no, it doesn't make you an asshole because you, like, want to eat at a time that you're hungry. Here are small boundaries that you can maybe lay that will just make things a little easier. Mm -hmm. Big thing, I think, is schedules. Also eating. Like, I do not eat a balanced diet, straight up. I don't. Um, So something that I did that I think helps is, like, I'll go to the grocery store and, like, pick up what I want in the house. And I tell them I'm like you listen I don't want to hear any comments I don't want to hear any disapproval I don't want to see any judgment because this is what I would like to eat I'm going to eat when I'm hungry and when I have time to eat and guess what I'm paying for the food like it's totally my thing and I think that's something that has helped a lot in terms of scheduling and stuff like that Being more into, like, a roommate situation, this is, like, how it's going to feel good for me, and for it to feel good for you, I need you to just trust that I'm taking care of it. And that's a really hard boundary to set,
1: and I I think that that's something that some people never even get to that kind of place, because it it really is dependent on the relationship that you have with your parents, but... It's not selfish to set boundaries, even if it is with your parents. Yeah. And I and
0: just because they're your parents doesn't mean that everything they says goes. Exactly. You know? Like, they have to respect your independence. And I understand that they can't... It's really hard for them to change up that view of you. But at the same time, you can be like, I'm a full-grown adult. Like, I've been okay on my own. I've, like, you know... M- there's been no fires, no, like, whatever. Like, I'm, like, I called the ambulance on myself during a panic attack, and I got myself to the damn hospital, and I was okay. <laughs> like, you know, I can, I've proven, I think, that I can take care of myself, so I just need to... It's more so also just, like, the feel... Like, that I get that feeling from that they trust me to take care of myself. Yeah.
2: I All I was going to say is I think I had... I had a bit of a different experience living home with my parents post-grad. I also have to preface that with I have a very different relationship with my parents than a lot of people I think do. Um, Within my family, like, we're all adult children now. I'm the youngest. So with my parents, we have a very kind of like five adults that are related dynamic um, more than parent and kids anymore. Not to say that, you know, they're still our parents, but I definitely have a different level of comfort and, like, closeness with my parents because... They do allow us more to just be people than treat us like they're kids, which feels really nice. So that made my experience being home a lot better because I didn't run into what you did with, I don't know, feeling like you were back in high school again, I guess. But my thing was like, I ran into just not being able to be alone because my house at home, it's one story. So like, we're all pretty close together. And so my parents can very easily just like come walk around. I leave my door open pretty often anyway. So it was more of just like not having privacy. Like I felt like I couldn't just... If I'd be on the phone, I'd be like, can they hear me on the phone? Or I'd be like, if I have to cry, I'd be like, I don't want my parents hearing me crying because I don't want them being worried. Yeah. So I think a lot of it was more just feeling watched was really hard. Yeah. Um, And I just wanted to back to lessons we've learned in our 20s. I just had a thought on that for what I've learned, which was a big part, was just trusting what's going to happen, like trusting Mm -hmm. your process because – I ran into so many roadblocks. Like, I had an apartment somewhere, and I found out I couldn't move there anymore, and I had to quit the apartment. I had to, like, cancel a job, and I was supposed to be somewhere else. I got a job somewhere else. I had to say no to that job because I moved to New York. Um, and it was really hard because I felt very hopeless at a lot of times, and I really just felt like I had no idea what I was going to do with my life, and I didn't know where I was going to land. And I really just had to learn to trust it, and I mm-hmm.
0: ended up a block from my best friend. Yeah. So it all works out. I think that's a huge thing that I've learned is, like when you make those big leaps, as scary as they are, we've been talking about this a lot, this trip, um, is, like, you'll see the universe, like, literally start being, like, okay, you dared to jump off the cliff. I'm going to start building the net for you at the bottom.
2: It starts It, it starts coming together so quickly. Yeah. Like, it's hard to take the jump. But it's kind of like a thing of it's really hard to start a project, but, like, once you start, it goes kind yeah. of thing. It's, like, once you can get yourself past that head block of, like, Oh, this is too much. It, life really just takes over. And not,
0: and not like half step, half measures either. Like for me, like when I moved to Sydney, no job, no apartment. I knew one person that I like had gone to camp with years before. Like I, I completely on my own. My parents didn't come to move me in. It was me, three suitcases and a carry on and an Airbnb for 10 days. And that was the start of my life in Australia. You know, a couple grand of savings, um, my life savings, And that was all I showed up with. And I was on like the last day of my Airbnb and I hadn't found an apartment yet. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll just like get another Airbnb. Um, And I decided to go, I was invited to lunch by the one person I like knew And I went and I wasn't like, I have to stay in my apartment and like use all my time and energy. Like, where am I going to go next? I'm like, no, this is important too. like, I need to go and meet people and make friends and do stuff. Um, And her friend at this lunch, we were, I was talking about it. And then she was like, oh, I actually leave Friday to New Zealand for 12 days. Like, why don't you just pay me for a week of rent at my place? Like, you're welcome to stay. Her apartment was a block over from my Airbnb. Like, I didn't even have to call a cab for my suitcases. I pushed them across the street. <laughs> and, like, her roommates were so lovely. Like, it was a really good price in a really good... My favorite area at the time of Sydney. And it, it's just, like, one of those things where you're like, what? And then because of that extra time, I was able to find an amazing apartment with, like, the most incredible roommates. Like, I just felt so at home. And... It, it literally, it was, like, every, like, domino block lined up. And I, it was just, I refer to that moment so much in my life because it's just such a life-affirming moment of, like, don't do the half steps, don't take the baby steps. Like, at a certain point, you just have to go do it. And then, like, literally, wa- like, you're putting in the work. Like, you've done all the preparation. You can only prepare for so, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like some people get too caught up in the preparation phase. I have two perspectives
1: on this, because I'll say that when I started Health and Body, it was a very much, like, big jump for me. It was, like, diving in head first. Like, we—I really started this page as, like, a mood board in a second account, and then in talking to you in quarantine— live i you really did push me to start taking that leap and helped me in terms of like creating my graphics to help me make my vision come to life and i feel like when i took the leap with health and body and anytime i take the leap with health and body i get that the trust and the affirmations that follow afterwards but that was not my experience moving to new york Mm -hmm. because when i moved to new york i took the leap and i was fucking drowning for a long Mm -hmm. time I for probably even past when you like probably from August to December when I lived here, I second guess myself pretty much every single day. Um, I broke up with my significant other of a long time at that point.
0: Which I, you know, breakups are really tough, but I think that's another lesson I've learned in my 20s that I was able to maybe shed some perspective on to you, like the value of Being single, like, not just for six months, not for eight months, like, not in between relationships, but, like, being on your own for, like, a, you know, a solid amount of time in your 20s, like, obviously it was heartbroken for you because it was such a hard thing to go through, but, like, that is a lesson that I learned, I think, earlier than you, so I was able to be, like... I promise you. Yeah. And I think now on the other
1: side of everything, that wasn't the only thing that happened, but that was like a very drastic thing that happened. And that changed that basically felt like when I had moved here, everything was going wrong. Like I was drowning in school, second guessing with myself in school, dealing with so much imposter syndrome, even though I thought I had figured it out. Like that's, I think a consistent theme is that even when you think you figure it out, like you could be struggling still. And like, I thought I I really wanted to be a registered dietitian. And then I got to school and I was like, am I cut cut out for this? And obviously I am. They wouldn't have accepted me if I wasn't. But in those moments, it's really hard not to compare and not to get down on yourself like that. And then it was more so life dealing me like a bunch of bad cards with the breakup and then just like family issues. Like it was just one after the Mm -hmm. other and i was like why the hell did i leave florida and move here like i hate this city i hate this place i have anxiety every single day like what did i just do with my life and then i went home for a little bit um in january and i started paddling above water and then now i think that it is starting to play out for me in the way that i had originally seen but you don't want to lose hope even if things don't
0: work out for you Mm -hmm. after taking that big leap initially Well, because things like moving or taking big leaps, like, it's hard. It's so hard. You're going to be, like, it's not that, oh, you know, you take the big leap and everything works out for you. It's like, no, like, it's still going to be hard. And you have to, like, go into something eyes wide open understanding of the challenges, you know? I also think, well, moving somewhere definitely presents its own set of challenges that can make situations that you would have dealt with anyway Harder, Yeah. I will say, you know, the, like, Dr. Seuss quote, no matter where you go, there you are. Yeah. Like, so sometimes it, it, you know, you might have been de- struggling with those same things, even if you stayed in Florida. Yeah. You know, and again, like, definitely compounded by the issues of moving somewhere alone and, and going through a program that maybe you didn't realize, like, the intensity. But I think when you are going through those things, like... I think people are so quick to be like, oh, well, I shouldn't have like this is what I get for doing that or whatever. And it's really important to keep in mind, like it's not about the move. It's not about the person you decided to date. It's not about the whatever the job you decided to take. It's about you. Yeah, because 100%. like your problems are going to be wherever you are. It doesn't matter what job you're in, it doesn't matter what friend group you're in or what city you're in. And saying all that, my life now versus my life
1: even 4 months ago is compl- and my perspective on how I feel about my post grad life has completely shifted in the last 3 months especially.
2: You just said perspective and that's what I was about to say is I think as far as taking big leaps and the hardships that come with them at least for me, I went through a rough time post-grad when I was home because... Oh, yeah. I had a friend... Like, right after, well, right after graduating college, like, none of my friends were home. Mm-hmm. Um, most people had either moved to where... Well, people were home for maybe a couple weeks, but I had a lot of time alone. And I think the biggest thing was once I moved here, I had a bit of a better experience moving here. I think perspective when you're doing all these things. Like, even when I was told, like, can't move here, can't move here, this and that, I was kind of like, okay, but... Like, where is this going to get me? Like, where am I trying to go? What is my end goal? And just trying to remember that everything I'm doing was working towards
1: that. And mm-hmm. now I
2: live in the best city of my best friend.
1: I think setting a big thing in being able to navigate that is always, I mean, for me, like, the thing that got me through the hard places was having your why. And, like, my mm-hmm. why was and the why I created myself was knowing the life that I want to live eventually and the places I want to be in life and the kind of person I just want to be and like the things I need to do and the life experiences I need to live in order to become that um, and the work I need to do on myself to become that so that's kind of the perspective I think I've always given in situations good or bad is kind of like at the end of the day this is an experience that help will help Shape me to be the person that I am meant to be and kind of going off of what Hillary said a big lesson I learned is knowing the importance of the people in your life as you do this
0: 100
1: and navigating who is meant to stay in your life and who is not and that is a big lesson that you learned oh I went through that one yeah I mean I I think, like, a testament is I don't think me and Hillary were as... We were close in college, but not well, nearly. In different states. Yeah. So it was hard.
2: And we weren't home at the same time in Ever. the summer. Ever. And we never overlapped. So it was really hard until COVID hit, actually, for us to stay close, close.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't say, like, we, like, maybe caught up with each other every once in a while, but, like, not really. And it's... I think the your life will always, in the universe or whatever you believe in, will always show you everyone's true colors at the end of the day and the people that are meant to be in your life when certain situations end up playing out. Um, but I think it's really important to take into account how you feel around people, like how Mm -hmm. they're making you feel, how you feel when you leave
0: hanging out with them. Um, or how they react when you tell them things you want to do. Cause like sometimes. You know, if someone's like, I want to do, here's this big, exciting thing I want to do. And you have people around you who are like, well, why would you do that? Or like, that doesn't, you know, is that a really a good idea? And you uh, people know? who
1: are, your friends should be people that are excited for you no matter what, what? any yeah. win. Like, your win is their win. Yeah, That is true friendship. And if there is an inkling of anything else other than that... It will show to you in one way or another, but that's something to take mm-hmm. note of because I think that's a hard thing to navigate because I feel like in college, it's very, I mean, there are schools that are super competitive, but it is more so not as cutthroat in the sense that I feel like when it comes to post-grad and people living their real lives people get a lot more jealous easily and like why and it's a lot easier to compare why isn't my life like looking like this and we're like the same we're the same age we're the same this or like why
0: why do they think that I feel like some people too they don't even realize they are doing it where it's like, why do they want to do that when, like, that's something I wouldn't want to do? But they're my friend. So, like, do do you know what I'm trying to say? Where it's like understanding like we can have different interests we can have different pictures for what we want for our lives it's accepting that and like doing your part of what you can to like celebrate that about the other person and be like listen no matter like in what aspect I am able to be there for you through this like I'll take what as much as I'm always like I'll take as much as I can get but if you wanted to like pick up and move to like the North Pole tomorrow I'd be like that really sucks because you know I'll miss you and that presents its own challenges but I be like you if you want to do this with your whole heart and that's what you want to do like you best believe I will be buying tickets to the North Pole I will be facetiming you like I'll be making the effort like if you can only facetime me at 6 a.m every morning I guess I'm a morning person now because that's I value you as a friend that I'll make adjustments that I need to if that means that I can continue supporting you as a friend through whatever you want to do.
2: I think also as far as learning what friends really should stay around and what should in your life post-grad, aside from just support, a big thing, too, I have found is whether you feel judgment or not in your friendships. 100%.
0: Because
2: I can testify that between between me and, like, at least between me and Emily, I have told Emily some weird-ass shit I've done or just any – I tell her – this girl everything i
0: think i sent her a picture of like my literal human feces yeah like Like being like girl look at this unbroken (laughs) but that's
1: the talking poop
2: i was about to say if you can't poop or talk about your poop to your friends or like fart in front of your friend it's not your friend like emily is one like if you can't be yourself and comfortable with someone they're not worth it being in your life because Mm -hmm. there's no point in you hiding yourself or, like, walking on eggshells around someone when there are people that will be in your life that will take you just as you You are. You
0: only deserve, like, a safe space and a soft landing, you know? Exactly.
1: And it's really hard sometimes to let go of the relationships that no longer serve you, Mm -hmm. but it's necessary. Yeah. Because it's only going to... hurt you more and more in the long run as harsh of a reality as that is like the only person you're hurting in this situation at the end of the day is yourself. yourself
0: and them almost too. like the another kind of like realization that I feel like doesn't really hit people even like in the couple of years after graduating college is that like you're not at the same school you're not in the same story you're not in the same whatever like you don't have to see these people every day If you don't want to like you're not stuck with these people, you don't have to keep the peace because you're stuck with them. Like you don't at this point in your life, every single friendship you have is an active choice by you. There's nothing holding there's should you should feel no pressure of something holding you to a group of people because you don't have to see them again. You don't if you don't want to. And it should only complement your
1: life. (laughs) Right. And it's and not everyone has to like you at the end of the day and i think that that's a pressure that's taken away more so is like you don't have to care as much of what everyone thinks about you because as you said you're Mm -hmm. not in that environment where you're going to be seeing them every single day the relationships that you should have in your life are relationships that should complement you Mm -hmm. and i think that it's a lot easier to be okay with who you are in post-grad and I think that's the one of the beautiful things is coming to know and being okay and accepting who you are and accepting
0: that the people who are your people are going to accept you no matter what mm-hmm. and and it won't even ever be a question that you have to ask no. it'll just be something from the get-go like even Hillary like because you are so close with Emily I knew immediately I'm like okay if this person who's so important okay. to me like is so important to her then like a, I come in with a great impression and a good read and I'm more open, but also like you, I right away, we're like, we get along. Like, I literally tell Emily before
2: I meet one of her friends, I'm like, cause she'll be like, oh, you're gonna love them. I'm like, exactly. Emily, I'm like, if you're friends with them, like I trust that mm-hmm. I'll love them cause I know you wouldn't be friends with someone I wouldn't like. Right.
0: And then that's how you build a network of people who you just inherently trust. I'm like, oh my gosh. So if you think, if you have all of the close, important people in your life are people that you are like that with, right? Where it's like, okay, well, a friend of Emily's, a friend of Hillary's, I trust their judgment of character so much. And imagine like the amazing network of people you can build for yourself if your starting base is, this is how much I trust the people I keep around me that I can then inherently trust and be open to the other people in their circles. And then it just expands and expands and expands. And it's all just, you all of a sudden have such a great network when your base is really strong.
2: Well, and I think part of that, too, you have to remember with friends is that the people you keep in your life and keep around you really are a reflection of you and are going to impact you and influence who you are because those are people you spend all your time around. Like when you become an adult and move to these cities like this, like you spend more time with your friends than anyone else. And yeah, it's your family. You see and talk to. and. Realizing that you don't need certain people in your life, you realize how much better it makes you when you don't have either Mm -hmm. that stress or just negative energy there. Sometimes you
0: you don't even realize, like, how much stress or how held back you were until it's, like, gone. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like, I really wasn't viewing this relationship, like, for what it was. Well, because sometimes... Even like
2: you know how sometimes you can like love blind with people like yeah you just don't see, like it happens with friends. Also too.
0: sometimes you just get stuck to people through history. Yeah, you know 100%. I feel like you have
2: to stay because there's been too much or something.
1: I think the biggest and best advice is that you are the five people you surround yourself with, and you re- you truly are. And to become a better person, you have to surround yourself with better mm-hmm. people. And that's a harsh reality because sometimes you want, don't want to hurt or disappoint or let go of the person that you have to let go of to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you need to cut everyone out of your life. But if that person isn't aligning with the goals that you want for your future, it's okay to distance yourself from yeah. them. And there's no guilt. It doesn't guilt. have there's to be no a big, harm. like, falling yeah. out.
0: Like, it can just be, like... Or it doesn't be a hard off. It's just a pullback. Yeah, or, like, or just an adjustment. Another thing that I think I've really learned is... My expectations for myself in a friendship are high, as I would hope my friends have of me. I used to get so upset when people weren't treating me with the same. You know, they weren't coming at it with the same expectations that I was bringing to it. And I would get so upset about it and so caught up in it. And it would cause me so much anxiety. And it would constantly make me question myself.
2: doesn't say it makes you think it's like, am I too much in it? It, like, Am I trying too hard? Am I annoying them? But now
0: I've become more so, not quick to cut someone off, but it's like, if something happens and you know, you feel let down or you're like, I was really expecting more instead of, you know, it doesn't have to be a big talk. It doesn't have to be because odds are they're probably not realizing that no. they they did it. So instead what I do, I just say to myself, OK, I'm just going to adjust my expectations of this person. And, yeah. you know, maybe it's not the friendship that I thought it was going to be. But once you adjust your expectations, you just stop hurting yourself so much. And it you gives know? you the
1: space to let the people who want to show up in your life in the way that you want them to show up. Because when you stop giving so much importance to people who don't show up for you in the ways that you want them to, you really do start opening yourself up to the people who really do want to show up for you. And that's something that I, in the aftermath of my breakup, for example, had so many people show up for me in different ways and solidified so many relationships that, especially with people that I guess I wasn't as close to, one being Hillary. Olivia and I were close, but I think that we really (laughs) did get a lot closer since that everything like that happened point for us too because yeah when it happened yeah and I would Mm -hmm. say like that example is perfect because that was losing a relationship for me that was a huge that was the number one person in my life and in losing that I still it opened me up to allowing all of these other amazing relationships to be able to come in and letting people also come in and kind of fulfill some of those roles in a friendship dynamic Mm -hmm. and in a friendship sense and taught me the importance of friendship to me my friends have always been my family I don't necessarily have a great family dynamic at home and it's a very stressful dynamic so in moving to a new city especially and moving to this new place more so than ever, I think that that is the best lesson is that you can choose your family and you're allowed to choose your family and you can create the family that you want. Your friends are going to become your family in your place, especially if you don't live in a place that's close to your your actual family.
0: Yeah, I think I said it before, but as I was saying, I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant, Olivia, you know, as I do. (laughs) Um, But kind of in your post-grad, like you should be taking a pause to be like, okay, from here on out, every person who's in my life, every person I date, every job I take, every whatever, is an active choice on my part. You're not held to it by parents or school. Under Have that awareness and then understand and start trying to be an active participant in making changes. And not just being stuck to the same thing for the sake of it's easier is like the kind of advice that you can then bring along the whole scope of things you go through after college. Yeah. And you're the only one that's going to be there for
1: yourself in postgrad. And you're the only one that can actively change your life and the way that your life looks um, no one else is going to do it for you. Your parents aren't sitting here doing it for you at this point. You're, even your friend, your safe circle of friends that I feel like a lot of people have in college, that, that they're not doing it for you either. You're truly on your own figuring it out. And not everyone has to like you. You don't have to please or impress anyone else. You really just have to do everything for yourself that and really take into account The things that make you feel good and the people that make you feel good even if that means letting go of relationships that no longer serve you and not getting caught up in comparing yourself to everyone else around you because it's really easy to play the comparison game and at the end of the day everyone's just on their own timeline As always, thank you guys for listening. And if you want to explore any other science-backed topics on the podcast, we are on Spotify Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. If you want to read anything else about this topic specifically, you can go to our blog at www.healthandbody.com. And for our socials on Instagram, you can find us at BTW by Emily and at Health and Body. And on TikTok and Pinterest, you can find us at, at Health and Body. As always, we hope you learned something new and got to sharpen your life. Toolbox.